Hello, Air Warriors. Welcome to Chevrons, a podcast by the Enlisted Force for the Enlisted Force. I'm your host, Mr. Timothy Sandland, and I'm joined by Tech Sergeant Jay Whitaker from Public Affairs. How's it going, Jay? I'm not bad, Tim. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Let's, let's, we, got, we got the best warriors in the house today. Today we are speaking to the two recent participants from the Massachusetts National Guard's Best Warrior Competition, a three-day event where soldiers and airmen are pitted against one another to see who is the most competent and effective in basic military tasks. A physically and mentally taxing event that pushes service members to their limits and challenges them to be the best they can be. We're joined by our own best warriors, Tech Sergeant Aaron Hero and Staff Sergeant Michael Levitt. Also with us is Tech Sergeant David Manzo, who helped these airmen prepare for battle. Hello, gentlemen. First of all, congratulations on your accomplishment, and thank you for coming in today. Oh, thank, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. So, first question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your military story, and what's your current job in the wing? All right, I'll go first. This is a Tech Sergeant Hero. I'm a 15-year veteran of the 102nd Intelligence Wing. My current uh, job is meteorologist. Uh, this is Staff Sergeant Michael Levitt speaking. I uh, have been in the military for about five years now or four years now, um, and I fix computers in the wing. Tech Sergeant David Manzo. Um, if I uh, came over from Pease as maintenance and jumped over here a couple of years ago, and I work intel at the wing. And, um, yeah, it's been a good gig. It's been great to have these guys go through the competition. Awesome. Well, thanks for training them up. So uh, so you both com- uh, completed the challenge, the, uh, the Best Warrior competition. What was that experience like? Well, for me, it was more difficult than I had anticipated. It was physically and mentally challenge, uh, challenging, and um, it really took my all to, uh, to complete it. Yeah, I would say it was uh, half of the battle was uh, preparing for it just physically. Um, I feel like once I got there, it was mostly like you just kind of do what you're told and get it get it done, do the best you can. Um, had a blast. Yeah, I actually competed last year in the Best Warrior competition. It gave me a good fix on the situation to try to train these guys up and uh, – it is, it, it's a good balance where it is a competition, but they guide you pretty well. The, the mental aspect is there, but knowing this year they knew what they had to do ahead of time and getting your hands on as an Air Force guy with a lot of this stuff in Army Best Warrior competition can be difficult, but um, that combination of mental and physical will really get at you and eat away at you if you don't prepare correctly and even if so. Yeah, so... Yeah, Sergeant Manzo, how, how do you prepare for something like this? What's the scope of the training, and, and what do you focus on? Yeah, so the the physical aspect, again, is something you have to get ahead of. They have the ACFT, which is the Army Combat Fitness Test, which is definitely different than the Air Force test. I, I absolutely love it. Um, won't go into too great detail. It's all over their websites and everything. It's more... It's laid out more for a military member to be out there and physically able to do anything. And to have these guys pivot and work on that was was a big task, as well as a 12-mile rock if you're not used to something like that. But as well as the mental, where you have to study the Army manuals for from disassembling, reassembling an M249 Bravo or a saw to a Sinkar's radio, 
reacting to indirect fire, dismounted. There's plenty of those aspects that it's a balance of reading academically. You feel like you're just studying in the books, but you need that experience to go out there, especially land nav is one of those big things that was a huge hurdle overall for them to get through, and they they really met the standard and, and crushed it. Were there any uh, particular set of skills? I had to say it. Uh, were there any particular set of skills that gave you an extra advantage? Anybody? Well, this is a Texar hero speaking. Um, as uh, as a member of my weather flight, I've I've had training in land navigation previously, and also some extensive training on the M4 rifle. So those two were not new to me. So that definitely helped me out. I went in prepared at least uh during those two events there you go anyone else yeah i um i have a little bit of a background in like camping so for the parts of the competition where we were outside and it's like you know raining or you're crawling in the dirt or whatever um i have a little bit of experience with that so that part wasn't um super difficult for me to get used to i i feel like maybe i had a little bit of a an advantage with that that part of it I was used to it a little bit. Yeah, they're the ones that crushed it this year. Um, so I'll leave most of that to them. But for me, I just I just knew I was very lean forward mentally, and I was ready to just get barked at and get into whatever it was. But uh, they really showed up with the land nav. I know I'm switching to a, a negative here, but I was brutal with the land nav. That mentally to f- finish that without doing well, you have to be pretty resilient and flip around and be able to accomplish the rest of the tasks with a positive mentality. So, of course, with the Army probably being so much more skilled with land nav than some airmen, you know, that uh, maybe doesn't have that skill set, um, what were some of the positives of working with other branches during the competition? Was there a friendly competition? Yeah, absolutely. There was definitely friendly competition it was cool getting to know what other people do in the army because they do way more than just um you know shooting guns and and taking targets but it was it was cool meeting people who do similar jobs or maybe jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with parts of the competition and it was cool they had a there was actually a soldier from the canadian army at the competition as well he was uh, permitted to compete with us and it was cool uh, learning just, just the different nuances between military branches and, of course, the Canadian Armed Forces as well. Yeah, and I enjoyed working alongside the Army, and I, I watched them. I watched what they were doing, and I emulated what they were doing. Um, a lot of those guys were infantrymen, and uh, those are highly skilled, highly trained um, men and women and they really know what they're doing out in the field. So it was good to work alongside them and uh, kind of watch them and learn from them. What did you find that was the most challenging event for for, for any all three of you? I would say definitely the 12-mile ruck is definitely pretty tough, uh, especially if you don't train up for it. But, like, I thought I was prepared for it. I had done eights before eight-milers, and uh, this is, like, almost double that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Especially after a long weekend. Yeah, especially after a long weekend with no sleep. For me, the most challenging event was the disassembly and the reassembly of the uh, 249 machine gun. Um, although I did well with the, M- the M4, um, 
I had some difficulty with the 249, so I'm going to have to uh, take a look at that and get better at that. Yeah, I guess I already hit the uh, land nav. I was brutal at land nav two years ago, but I did want to double tap the working with the Army. That's one of the biggest things, as much as we want everyone to crush, be as prepared as possible, to get out there during these competitions and to work that joint mentality or that joint, joint force mentality is the name of the game. For them to take that away and to hear from them and say that, that that was a positive experience. After doing that last year, and I've been involved with the German Armed Forces proficiency badge training for two years, it's, there's a lot of stereotypes in each branch where you're like, ah, oh, well, they're hard to get along with this and that. To break those molds where I've been to these and you, I go to these events year in and year out and I see people that I know over and over again. And they're lasting relationships that you can't get if you don't get involved in this and take that extra step. So it's awesome to hear that from these guys. Yeah, I would agree with that because I did the German Armed Forces back in September. I definitely saw people that I did that with too. Awesome. So we're about halfway through our questions, and I'm going to throw an interesting curve your way. Uh, On Chevrons, we talk about many varied topics having to do with enlisted development. Um, I'm going to throw a few random words at you and do some uh, free word association. Um, tell me something that comes to mind regarding your experience with the best warrior competition. Um, uh, when I mention the word resilience. Um, <clears throat> well, I would say if you, if there's a, an event that you had trouble with, it's like you need to have resilience to be able to say, okay, I did, did not do well on this event, but I still got more events to follow. So I got to, you know, brain dump all that bad stuff and get on it for the next stuff. For me, the resilience aspect was on the first day being cold and wet and hungry and knowing I had another two days to go and uh, kind of being resilient toward that and and just kind of pressing forward. Yeah, that's that foundational aspect of resiliency, I think, all throughout. There's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be fun. There's going to be a whole bunch of no fun. But sticking to resilience is the name of the game. Excellent. Next word, leadership. Um, that's a tough one, but I would say it's it was really cool seeing how the Army leadership style kind of differs a little bit from the Air Force style, and it was really interesting interacting with the uh, leaders of the competition. Well, for me... Um I took at least one opportunity to, to speak up and give direction to the entire group. Um, you know, as an, E-sex, as an E6, I'm allowed to do that. So I tried to take that opportunity. And then also um, I thought the, uh, the other leadership for the, uh, the entire event was, uh, was very good. I agree with Love. It. It's cool to see um, how different branches go about it. And it seems like it's ingrained in the branch, how they approach things in different ways. And it's cool to take those pieces out of it. And I think really just stepping up when you can, you feel like an outsider going into an army best warrior competition, but you want to, it kind of becomes natural when you look around and no one's moving or no one's acting and you feel remotely confident. It's time to step up and you find that in yourself in competitions like this. Next word, followership. Um, I guess for me, followership would be like, in terms of the competition, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you just kind of look around, see what everybody else is doing. And also don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, that's what, that's how followership kind of manifested for me within the competition. 
for me, followership um, took the form of just uh, listening to the uh, the first sergeant, the Army first sergeant. Um, we were told to listen to him, follow his lead, and also if we were told to do something out on the course, don't take it personally. Just do it and learn and continue moving forward. Yeah, followership is huge in something like this where, as Hero mentioned previously, you got to look around and have your essay or situational awareness and know a lot of people may know what's going on a lot more than you do. So you have to kind of take note of that and move forward and see what's right, what's wrong. All right. Uh, next word on the list or phrase is team building. So, yeah, so for team building, uh, there was, uh, I think there was like one event called hasty fighting positions where you're basically given a section of land and a partner and you basically have to build a fighting position pretty quickly. Um, I think there was a, a good amount of team building with that because they placed us for the most part with people who we didn't know before the competition. For me, I was with, uh, another army sergeant and, uh, it was cool getting to know him while we we're like, you know, taking an hour to dig out this position and, and put up our tents and stuff like that. So yeah, there was uh there's not a whole lot of team building in a competition where there's only two winners between junior enlisted and, and an NCO, you know, winner, but um that was one of the aspects of team building in the competition. Yeah, my my answer is actually very similar. Um during the during the uh, the foxhole digging, I thought I was going to be uh, paired up with Levitt, but I wasn't. I was paired up with an Army sergeant that I didn't know. So, you know, I had to work as a team uh, with him. And, um, you know, uh, you know, we uh, make sure I knew how to get along with him and just kind of use those uh, interpersonal skills to, to you know, um, to do something and, and bring it to a conclusion. Great. Yeah, I think team building, in that same scenario where you're building your hasty fighting positions, you look back and forth and you're like, oh, we're in this together. <laughs> we, Whether I know you or not, we're going to have to deal with this one way or another. And through my experience, there are times where you're doing certain things that everyone's not fully aware of or knows exactly what to do. And you realize you're more of a team than you expected in a competition. Great. So here's one that may not uh, readily feel like it fits, but since you're at a primarily an Army um, event, airmanship. Absolutely. I think that uh, as an airman, you know, having that airmanship is, is always important in a competition where you're with the Army. I feel like even more so, you need to really, when you're surrounded by all these guys who have, like, you know, different leadership styles or different values – uh, than we traditionally do in the Air Force. That's when it's important to really embody the uh, core values of the of the Air Force and try to be the best you can be. Because in a competition where there's only three Air Force guys and the rest are all Army, you're going to stick out no matter what. So it's up to you to control that situation and uh, make sure that you're sticking out in a positive way and people have that positive image of you. Yeah, I have a... I have similar thoughts on the matter. Airmanship um, just comes down to the, the core values and the Airman's Creed and everything I've learned over the past 15 years. And 
being an airman, I could possibly bring some skills or knowledge out to the field maybe that the Army doesn't have and do my best to share that. So that's what that meant to me. Yeah, I was telling them from the get that uh, you don't just represent yourselves, yourselves. You don't just represent me or your unit or your wing. You represent the Air Force when you're out there. And they took hold of that, and it was, it was outstanding to see them out there. That's awesome. All right. Well, this one is probably, probably one of the more challenging ones, maintaining motivation. Yeah. Uh, when you're out there, um, it's, it's definitely tough to, to stay motivated. But uh, I, knew, I knew going into the event, like, it's three days. I, I can do this event for three days. So for me, it wasn't too difficult to find the motivation to, like, push through the day. For me, when it got hard, it's like, all right, I just need to survive till my next meal. And, and that, that was really what got me through it was, okay, next meal, that's it. Yeah. Um, I remember a number of times the, the first sergeant, the Army first sergeant, said straight away, he said, don't take your foot off the gas, maintain your motivation, maintain a positive attitude. And he said it at the end of the second night. He said, it's not over yet. Maintain your motivation. And that... That actually, um, I remember those words, and I that actually helped me uh, get through the two and a half days. Yeah, that's awesome. That is a huge piece, and I guess this would only be relevant to me when I competed two years ago. I uh, I was eating it up. I uh, I stayed hungry, and I remember a time my f- friend and I laugh about it. They competed with me, uh, Sergeant McCartney Peters. He uh, we were building our hasty fighty, fighting positions, and it was raining, and we had to dig those holes. We didn't have E-tools, the entrenching tools. We were using rocks to build it all out. And uh, I was in it, just pushing the dirt with my legs, with my feet, making that hole. And I sat down, and I was like, I'm sleeping out here tonight. I'm soaking all this in, hungry for it. And uh, it, it's at different times, again, it ebbs and flows, but I was hungry for those three days, and it, I, I loved it. That's awesome. Uh, next word is competition. Yeah, so I would say for me how that manifests is like you could tell what what soldiers were there to like compete, what soldiers were there for the money, what soldiers were there, you know, to stand on that podium and what soldiers were kind of there just like, you know, I I was voluntold to come out here. I was I don't not entirely want to be here. But uh yeah, it was uh, – lost my train of thought, but, yeah. For me, uh, the competition aspect was, although I knew we were being scored and racked and stacked, for me it was a competition between myself, just doing my best uh, during each um, day and maintaining my motivation and, and finishing strong. Um, it was really, I was in competition with myself just to accomplish those things. Yeah, it's it's tough because you can go in with excuses saying like, oh, we don't get this training, we don't get this or that. Take in what you have, and I think they did very well with this. Take in the training that you do have. Take it all in. I had the same. It, I kind of assessed the damage there where I knew I wasn't going to crush it as much as I'd normally put myself to the standard but I'm going to do as well as I can and soak it in and really just appreciate and learn from the people around me. That's great. We got two more phrases left. Uh, the next one is 
and you've already kind of alluded to it a little bit through through the conversation, joint operations. Yeah, I would say for joint operations, it was really cool. You know, this is my second time being in, in some type of competition with the Army. Um, it was really cool to be able to work alongside them. And like Sergeant Hero said earlier, I have things as an airman that I can bring to the table that maybe not all the soldiers know how to do and uh, vice versa. So for me, it was definitely about the competition, but as well as we're, we're in this together, like what can I learn from you and what, what can I teach you as well? Yeah, um, joint operations to, to me means being able to work jointly with the Army because that's what we would have to do in the real world, and we got good practice doing that. And also we worked with uh, two Canadian soldiers. You know, I got to have dinner or I'm sorry, breakfast with two Canadian soldiers that were part of it. So, you know, in real world, we might be working with, um, you know, coalition forces from different countries. So this this uh, represented that. Yeah, that's the name of the game. It was, it was great to go out there and um, see the Army working together, joking back and forth with us, and German Armed Forces too, getting some coasties in. Any opportunity to do that, I love trying to push people more and more in that because it just opens everyone's minds there on out. Awesome. And the final free association word or phrase, personal development. Yeah, that's a tough one, but I would say looking back on it, it was a rough three days, but personal development, I got through it. I learned what I could in the areas that I uh, was kind of at a disadvantage for, and I do feel like I have developed more personally and as an airman. Yeah, for me, personal development was um, challenge, challenging myself to get back out in the field and do something that I knew that I knew would be difficult, and just to um, just to bring it to to completion, and then learn from any mistakes I made, and then uh, um, you know celebrate my accomplishments. Yeah, I may have. Tried to make this uh, best warrior competition thing sound simple for them, just so they jump on board. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely something that once you get into, you get pushed to a level that you didn't think you could be pushed to. You're thrown in it, and you're like, oh, well, I got to do it. And I saw them out there really testing themselves. And um, whether they realize it or not, when I was there, I, was, I enjoyed it, knew that I was learning things. But now I'm on, I was on the other side this year, teaching them, making sure they were good to go. And now this upcoming year, or this following year, they can do the same thing. So that personal development gets carried on, and I think that's a great thing. Um, at any time, Sergeant Levin, I know you talked about the, the ruck was like a challenge for you. I mean, at any time did you feel like quitting? What got you past? And this, this goes for everybody, you know. But um, I absolutely never felt like quitting. I knew... Again, like, it's only a few days I can get through it. Um, I will say the ruck was really challenging just because you do the first four miles and you're like, wow, I have eight miles to go on this ruck. Um, I I was nervous because I, I ate a little something, like, during the ruck just to try to get my energies back up, and I think it filled me up a little bit too much. And I did feel like I was going to, like, you know, vomit at one point. Um, and at that point, like it wouldn't have been up to me. Like, if I'm not medically sound to finish the ruck, then I can't do it. 
I didn't feel like quitting, but I was like, if this happens, I might not be able to. It might not be a good idea for me to. Um, but no, I, I never felt like quitting. It never, thought never crossed my mind. Uh, for me, um, actually, I'm going to have a different answer. On the, f- on the first day on the range, I was, my uniform was wet. I was cold. It started to rain. I could see my gear starting to get wet. I was hungry. Um, you know, the thought of quitting for a moment or two actually kind of crossed my mind. And, you know, I knew I wasn't going to. I knew I was going to see it through one way or the other. But I could see how um, this kind of training, um, people people are going to want to quit. Um, but, you know, luckily I didn't. Luckily I continued pushing through. But it was it was difficult. When you're cold and wet, it gets very difficult. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I uh, I took it as three days that I needed to get after, and, yeah, I stayed hungry. <laughs> as for motivation, uh, did you have someone or something that really made a difference that helped push you to meet the challenge, and how did they do that? Um, I wouldn't say that I, like, needed somebody else to give me the motivation to, like, get through the uh, competition. But on on the last event for the ruck, I did – I was rucking with uh, one of the E4s in the Army. We kind of, like, stuck together and held each other accountable for the 12-miler. That definitely helped um, for sure. Yeah, as for myself um – yeah, I, I, I have somebody I think who really made a difference is uh, he's an Army army infantryman, uh, Sergeant Muse. Um, we, on the first day, we were hiking up to our campsite, and I had a 40-pound 40, 40 rucksack on my back, and I was also toting along a 40-pound um, another bag in my left hand, and I, I, almost start, uh, I almost, you know, couldn't carry it. I said, hey, you know, will you help me out with this? that we could carry it together and he goes okay i got this he took my 40 pound bag threw it over his shoulder on top of his ruck now he's carrying 90 pounds and he just trucked right up a hill and i was very impressed and mm. that kind of thing actually uh made me want to push forward so actually uh sergeant muse he uh he helped me out a lot sergeant muse if you listen thank you <laughs> yeah i thought it was uh this may go against these two or just all the people two years ago and this year, but first Sergeant Acasio was the platoon leader for both years. And he was hard nosed. He was straight to the point, but I could tell that his energy as serious as it was, was on us to push us in the right direction. And even though he's waking us up at zero four to go do the next thing and herding us like cats. I, uh, I think he motivated me quite a bit as well as, Staff Sergeant McCartney Peters. We were rocking it together. We were the only Air Force there, and he, uh, we, he was a huge piece of my motivation as well. Completing a task like this is enormous, and I know it's super gratifying. Can you speak on what it made you feel like? On can you speak on how you felt when you crossed the finish line? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so crossing the finish line again for the ruck, I had I had a really tough time with that ruck for whatever reason. Um, I had like. A bunch of blisters. I know probably a lot of people did, but I just wasn't used to that sort of thing. Um, so when I was making the final stretch to the to the uh, finish line, one of my blisters actually like popped when I was like right there. 
but I knew I had to keep going, so I kept trucking along. I made it slow down a little bit, but I definitely knew I had to kick it into gear and just cross the finish line. And once I did, it was like, it was this great feeling that washes over you, like everything that you've done over the past few days, getting wet, getting dirty, it's all worth it in the end. Yeah, for me, um, as as the miles ticked by on the ruck, I was getting close to the finish line. I actually got more and more excited, and I crossed I crossed the finish line with a war howl, and uh, I felt like I felt like Superman. I was like super psyched to be finished, and everyone was, everyone was cheering each other on. So that was a really exciting moment. Yeah, I can. I love that you said that because when I saw Hero coming across. Um, we met up. I was trying to keep an eye on them while they were finishing the ruck and uh, meeting up with Sergeant Hero. You could tell that normally when someone's at their worst, you could see it in his eyes that he was he was ready for it. Yeah, he found that he beast. Was, yeah, yeah, he was. Got that dog he was in jotting him. <laughs> along. He was like, "Oh, I'm keeping at it. Best believe." Yeah, it's an awesome. It was awesome to see out of both of them. I have to see this. Like, I'm, I now I'm just curious just to see the war how. Like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously, I know you're not gonna do that. You'll blow out the mics, but uh, what did uh, who said it? What movie was it? I think it was Arlie Ermy. Show me your war face. Yeah. Show me your war face. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. So, the competition's over. You're finally home after a long, long, long three days. What do you eat to celebrate? DiGiorno? Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I, I haven't had anything uh, different than what I've been eating, getting ready for the competition since. But, uh, yeah, I've been on the night shift, so maybe not a lot's been open. But I, I'm definitely going to – I got a few days off now. I, I'm definitely going to probably get some uh, get some five guys or something like that. Well, for me, I got home and I ate uh, – I celebrated by eating two slices of pepperoni pizza with garlic, and it was delicious. <laughs> Do you think this experience has helped prepare you for the future? Has it given you any tools, confidence, or any other intangibles that you think may help conquer tough challenges in, for you in the future? Absolutely. I think that uh, even the parts that I struggled with or didn't do well on for the competition, I always did my best to like learn something. So... Um, whether it be from the radio uh, or not knowing how to disassemble that big uh, M249 machine gun, I, I always took a moment to really pay attention to see, okay, this is how it's done. These are the skills that I can, or this is the knowledge I can gain from this and, uh, you know, all that. I definitely think that um, just having these this extra bit of knowledge, hopefully I'll never have to use it, uh, but we'll... It's definitely helps build confidence and, uh, you know, other intangible knowledge that nobody, nobody can take away from me now. Yeah, for me, um, what I learned was um, I have I have renewed confidence that I can attack something similar and push through and do it. And as for other things I learned, next time, if I if I have to pack for war or pack for anything like this, I'll know what to pack a little bit better. I'll pack a little bit less. I'll pack a little bit lighter. And so that also helped me out um, in really how to pack and, uh, and to, to really perform because you, you have to carry what you need. Yeah, I, this just popped in my head. And Hero, if you 
don't love this. We can definitely cut this out. But Hero's 46 years old. He volunteered to do this. And he got after it. I, I don't know why that those two things got put together, but that's an amazing thing. He was hungry for it and dug into it, and he was with it the whole time, both academically and physically. And uh, I think in general for this question, the how it helps you prepare for your future, I think it just goes into the knowledge bank, the experience bank, where if this is the toughest thing you've done, then you can look at other things as if, oh, I can do that. Or you're willing to challenge yourself again because you already passed a hurdle that you didn't think you could. And whether any, any of us use this in the future or not, it's the ability to conquer these tasks that were unbeknownst to you maybe a month, two months prior that you were thrown into all at once is, is something that, one, no one can take away from you, and two, that you'll always be able to carry through similar situations going forward. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I think that this competition gave me a really similar feeling to when, you know, I first graduated basic training to where it's like, I've done this. Now what's next? I can do this. What what can I do to build on top of this? And, uh, you know, just gives you that confidence that I made it through this. I can definitely do it again if I needed to. Well, starting Hero, I, I, you just said uh, one of the intangibles is uh, now you know how to pack for war. Maybe it's not just what you're packing for your luggage. Maybe it's what you're packing to prepare mentally for a challenge like this. I, I, you know, how do you prepare? How do you pack your mind? Yeah. And afterwards, how do you unpack it? You know? Yeah. Um, so for, for anybody uh, that's listening in the audience, uh, what are some of the best ways to start preparing for the Best Warrior Challenge if we've got uh, potential applicants potential participants uh, listening I would say if you're gonna go into a competition or something like this you know just go full force there's there's no halfway with something like this if you're gonna go for it you really got to go for it don't sit there and plan you got to get in the gym you got to eat properly and you got to make sure you know what you're doing because that's the only way you could be a real competitor in, in a situation like this for real you just got to get out there and, and just start going at it for real yeah, and my advice to prepare for something like this is to get get your hand on an army manual, which we were all provided with the army manuals. It's a really good resource and to read, and and just take take the training in little chunks at a time. Read through the army manual, work out, maybe go to the uh, to the orienteering range, the shooting range. Um, and slowly build up some of the skills you'll need and try to look look a month or two or three um, down the line and uh, start preparing like that. If you'd like to compete next year, contact Staff <laughs> Sergeant Michael Levin. <laughs> now, um, I think, again, these two can definitely be a great resource for anyone moving forward, as much as that seems a little lofty, no matter who's listening. Um, Reaching out to any of us or anyone that has competed, that's your first leg in to get a fix from people that have done it before. And again, in different states, it may be different, but this past year, they were pretty transparent in what they expected of you. And exactly the army manual getting starting with the physical stuff, because you can't just flip that over in a month. Right. You can maybe cram here and there with some academic stuff, but you need to 
get into rucking, getting into overall fitness with the ACFT and just the wear and tear. But apart from all that academic this and that, hopefully, like I tried my best to square them away in terms of training. There are definitely some gaps that um, need to be fixed that are that will be fixed. But the mental aspect, I joked with both of them and especially Levitt of um, that that phrase that Jocko Willink has of uh, just approaching bad situations, good situations by saying good. Oh, it's gonna rain. Oh, it's gonna rain most of the time at the competition. Good. Take that on, because at the end they had plenty of rain. They had plenty of crappy situations. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee now, in retrospect, they can say good, because they went through the harder aspects and they can look back and be like, oh yeah, we did that. Oh, it's gonna be great this year. Oh, it poured ours. Good. It was outstanding. Having that mentality and just really getting ready to get after it for those three days, you can really set yourself apart from the rest. I like how you emphasize three days because at the end of the day, it's just it's just three days. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like it's it's that's a it's a long time but a short time at the same time. Yeah. It's, and so, um, first off, just congrats to you all just for doing it. Thank you for doing it because. Um, I don't know if I could, <laughs> but maybe I could, maybe I could, maybe I, sh- maybe I should give it a shot and give these old knees a, a shot. But, um, the whole, and I appreciate y'all just for coming on today and, and talking about the experience. I mean, obviously we had two this year. The goal is to get more for next year so that we can, you know, obviously have a greater presence at the best warrior competition, but, uh, any final thoughts or wisdom that y'all would like to give out? Yeah. Um, my final thoughts and uh, wisdom that I'd like to share is here at Joint Base Cape Cod, there's a lot of free training opportunities that are available to us all. There's, there's simulated weapons training that we can take part in. Anybody can do it. There's, there's a computer land navigation course that is available to anybody um, you don't need any kind of special permission. You can just go do it. So there's a lot of great things on the space where you can elevate yourself, and it's all for free. Yeah, thank you for hitting on that, because a lot of people, we mentioned that we're getting into those things, and they're like, oh, how'd you do this, that? I contacted this guy that's more than willing to give us this opportunity, and now we're doing it. Um, my final thoughts, uh, one, shout-out to Tech Sergeant Jess Gallus. She was uh, out of the 104th. She competed with these two studs here and um she her character was outstanding she literally got coined for her resiliency and constant positive attitude and um she was a great person to have there and really just being able to connect throughout massachusetts throughout the state and beyond but um wisdom really is just staying hungry a lot of this stuff whether it be this competition whether it be joint operations whether it's your daily work life just finding ways to challenge yourself and staying hungry on it is the way you're going to constantly succeed and testing your mentality. You're going to be able to succeed or accomplish more than you could imagine. Yeah, uh, for sure. I agree with that 100%. Um, my final thoughts is at the end of the day, it was a tough thing, but I was just happy to be there most of the time, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a great, great challenge for myself and a great experience overall. So if there's anybody out there who is thinking about competing in this, yeah, there's there's uh there's a lot of knowledge that the three of us could uh could give out. It'd be great to help people. Awesome, awesome. Well, that uh that'll be a wrap on Chevrons for this month. 
I appreciate all three of you for coming in and sharing your story. Uh, Sergeant Levitt, Sergeant Hero, and Sergeant Manzo, thank you very much, and thank you for leaning forward and being a great representative of the United States Air Force and the Massachusetts Air National Guard. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you.